California Penal League. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in 10, 9. Episode nine, number episode, we're going to restart that. Episode number 94. We're back after a few days off. Um, busy week. Um, a, lot of, a lot going on. A lot of moving parts. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. It's very nuanced. God damn it, mom. Stop talking to me like a politician. A little Veep reference there. But we had a busy week. We had, I know we had a podcast on Monday. Um, while I was recording that, I'm like, I don't think the energy sounds right on this one. Then I listened to it back and I'm like, it actually sounds, this is one of the better ones. I'm still kind of cool or like not cool, but like, um, I'm not really amazed. I just think, I think the podcast sounds good. The audio sounds good. When I'm recording it, I can hear myself in my ears, obviously. But when I listen to it back, sometimes I'm always, for some reason, I'm nervous. I'm going to sound stupid. Not by the things I say, because I know that sounds dumb, but by the, just the way it sounds like it sounds unprofessional but it actually sounds really good and if you agree you know you can always tell me like hey at least it sounds good like you sound stupid you say dumb shit but at least it sounds good we had a busy work week um come to the conclusion that it's hard to turn it off it's hard to turn the work life thing off you know because you have like your work life your home life and all that and for me at least so far it's been an adjustment separating the two and I've found it easier to not separate it so much, kind of have it always um, always running, I guess. Because it used to be like a hard stop, like four o'clock hits, I'm dead to that place. You know, like it's it's over. That's all I'm getting paid for type of thing. But then I realized I'm like, there's a lot of shit going on. People are always texting me or I have to like, I have to dedicate more time to thinking about work, which which is like I said, like I'm in charge of like the, the morale, the vibe. I'm steering the ship. I'm the bus driver of the office. So not dedicating time to it, I feel like is a detriment to them. And some people would tell me like, you're an idiot. Like who cares? It's not going to matter. But I don't know. To me, it matters. The way people like um, work for me instead of me working with them, if that makes sense, because I'm like their fearless leader. I want them to want to work for me, not because they have to, but because they really want to. And they have done that. Uh, It's come up. Someone asked me in a meeting. I've had meetings I've had about seven meetings this week. Busy fucking work week. We don't have to get into all the meetings, but these were meetings about meetings about meetings. It was crazy. Madness. There was one day, I think it was Tuesday. I was in the, I was literally in the conference room about six hours out of the eight hours I was there. The other hour and a half, I was at the gym. And then the 30 minutes, I was at my desk. Like I was just always in the conference room. So meetings about meetings. And my supervisor, who's running these meetings, he's we're talking afterwards and he's like, I've heard some things about your office over there. And I'm like, what? Like bad, good. Like what's going on? I mean, because we have a good relationship, me and him. But he's more of a um, old school kind of guy. He's gotten better with like I could tell he used to be a real dick. Like he used to probably be a real asshole to work for. Like very direct, very like I would assume he probably yelled at people at some point. But he's gotten really better, a lot better about it. So we, we're talking, and he's like, people 
not everybody, but there are haters in my office, in my unit that hate my office. They don't, I wouldn't say they don't like me. I think they just don't understand what I'm doing. Like they don't get it. Like how'd this guy come in here? He was a staff sergeant. All of a sudden he's a flight. He's all of a sudden he's a section chief and he's a retrainee. He's not even like a technical expert. Like how'd that happen kind of thing. And how come this hasn't failed yet? That's what I, there's like a few people that I can tell. And from what I've heard have been those kind of people, which happens everywhere. You're always going to have haters capitulators stuff like that so he's telling me like oh yes you know some people don't uh don't understand how your office runs and i'm like yeah because we're doing this whole reorganization thing and i convinced everybody to not touch my office i was like don't you can't poach people away we're not going to go divvy each other up into teams like we're staying together and a lot of people were like miffed by that they're like how come he doesn't have to break up his team but i gotta break up all mine we have to break up each other's and like they had like a legit draft of like drafting new teams and like how come sergeant donahue's team doesn't get touched and he's like it's because they like to work for him they work really hard they get things done and there's no reason to not that the other units are doing bad but i was like we have experts and wouldn't you rather have experts doing this job other than teaching new people like i made a good case for everybody we got to stay together and that rubbed people the wrong way so what we have now is there's some people that don't like that and they're wondering how this is all happening and i'm not tooting my own horn here or anything but um there's been i think probably three people that have like sought this out to figure it out and what they're doing now is they're trying to like positively take people away be like oh you know what i know who'd be really good for that position this person he works with sergeant donahue and it's like i'm not going to be like no he's not qualified or she's not qualified of course i'm going to put my people up for positions but the way they're going about it is that they're not running it by me they're going over my head and at the same time they don't have to come to me because i'm lower ranking than they are but in the org chart i'm above them you know that if that makes sense like in the whole tree of the squadron i'm above them even though on paper they outrank me so this is one of those things where it's like rank doesn't it matters but not in it's like i'm ranked above not ranked but um um, my section is above your section basically like get out of my fucking way so what they've been doing is like positive positively reinforcing people that should leave my office so he's telling me all this and he's like yeah you know people are wondering how the fuck you're doing it and it seems like it's working all this and that and then people come to visit and they're like what are you guys doing in here and like we're sitting around like watching tv or like we're, you know we're dicking around i'm giving like a speech but the speech is really about like going to the gym or something you know what i mean i'm telling a story or they're telling a story we're kind of all just fucking around and they're like no one really knows every time they someone comes in they don't really know what we're doing they're like they just sit around or they're joke they're always dicking around or always leaving early or they're coming in late but everything's getting done and that's my first and main rule is like as long as we get our work done we're going to be okay like as long as it's done and it's done good we'll be okay and they've everyone in my office has like taken that and they've ran with it they're like yeah this is so much better just do my job and then we can fuck around because i can't let them leave early every day right i would love to just work from home if that were that was an option but we can't do that but if we get our work done early and there's no work to do then i don't mind what they do really they can go to lunch for two hours three hours they can come back as long as their work is getting done and they're answering emails all this and that so they love to work for me but some people on the outside see it and they're like that's a terrible way to lead you're gonna get burned one day and probably they're right like one day it's gonna backfire but for the most part it's been working and everyone likes to work for me over there but there's always gonna be the haters you know there's always gonna be those people that just don't get it where they're like there's no reason this person should be in this position he doesn't listen he doesn't 
doesn't answer because like there's emails I just ignore. Like it's fine, I just ignore them. It is what it is because I know it's not that important. But these are the people that are coming after me now. Like, oh, he didn't answer my email. I'm like, I got bigger shit to do, man. I'm sorry. Like your little fucking project can wait. You know, stuff like like it could wait. I'm it's not a priority for me right now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write it on my whiteboard, but I'm gonna put it all the way at the bottom because that's the shit that has to get done. That's that can get done whenever. I was like, if you want to run an office. Go ahead and do it. Like, you know, go, go, you go do that. But you volunteered for the position you're in because you thought it looks good. But in reality, it's kind of just bitch work. So stay the fuck out of my way. Anyway, we're going to move on. We got some news. We got to catch up from the week. This just happened too. So this is Friday at 648. It was about an hour and a half ago, hour or so. Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, the company that made and developed ChatGPT, is fired from OpenAI. This guy ran OpenAI. It was the fastest growing business to $100 billion in history. It's valuated well more than that. It's a fucking juggernaut. It's only getting better. They just had a they just had a press conference or a, an event during the week that released the new GPT or last week that released the new GPT where you can make your own and all this and that. They've updated it so it's fucking seamless between the internet and its own knowledge and images. It's all kind of built in. And then it came out that he got fired. He got canned. People are like, what the fuck? Like, he was a smart guy. He wasn't... People said he was arrogant, but I mean, you kind of probably would be if you're, you know, an indoor coder, technology, software engineer guy, nerd, basically is what I'm saying. And then you get put in this position and your company gets, you know, funded by Microsoft and people are throwing money at you to develop this thing. You develop it. It's the fastest growing, most popular thing ever. Like, ChatGPT is in the lexicon now of words everyone knows what the fuck it is and this happened within like a year year and a half you know like the company's been around since 2018 and this past year when it released chat gpt3 to the public and then gpt4 it just became this is the thing you need this is going to take over this is an ai this is an agi artificial general intelligence so this guy built all all this up but now he's out and what happened was is that every quarter they do a review board they just review the progress of the company they review the processes they just review him basically and what happened was is that he was lying to the board members and he must have been telling some egregious lies and he was probably a dick about it because i can't see them being like you built this massive company within two years see ya so something had to have happened where he got called out for something and was just a dick was just unapologetic about it it's probably what it is so he was removed from the company's board of directors as well as his ceo position greg brockman a co-founder, along with Altman, stepped down as chairman but remains as president, reporting to the newly appointed interim CEO, Mira Murati. The board is now conducting a search for their permanent CEO. This development was unexpected, especially as Altman was actively involved in open AI events until the announcement of his firing, which even open AI employees learned about publicly. So like, this was like a surprise to everybody. So he had to have rubbed somebody the wrong way. He probably got a little too ahead of himself and um, kind of sucks because he was... Um, I mean, I've listened to podcasts he's been on. Like, he's not, he's obviously arrogant, but not like in a dickhead kind of way. He's just like, yeah, we developed this thing. It's going to change the world. Like, look at me. Like, I did this kind of. From what people say, he was a good guy to work for. He, you know, he worked, he pushed his employees and, you know, he was going in front of Congress talking. Like, he did this whole event. So, who knows? I mean, it kind of sucks because sucks for him, really. (laughs) He's going to be the, he's going to be known as the guy that uh, got, fucking fired from what's going to be forecasted to be at least the most valuable company in the world that's going to actually develop in a real official artificial intelligence like a singularity so sucks to be that guy but that's fucking wild news because 
Yeah, he wasn't like um he didn't he wasn't, you know, anti-Semitic like some CEOs are. Elon. Um he you know, he sparred back and forth with Elon a lot on Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, when they released Grok, the Grok AI for Twitter. Uh he put out an image of the new GPT format where he just made Grok. He's like, Here, I made one for you. Saved you a lot of time and money. Saved you billions, bro. And uh yeah. So that kind of that's kind of wild. Speaking of Grok, all so I've seen videos of people using Grok. All it is is people describe it as like your drunk uncle, where it's never serious. The thing is never serious. It's like programmed to never be serious. And you can ask it anything, it'll give you the same, it's the same exact format as Chat GPT, the exact same format. And it just pumps out what what it thinks is funny. And then that's kind of it. It's no real, there's no better features or worse features. He's Elon's or Grok's fucking AI. Elon's AI Grok is easily the worst AI that is out there. Like Bing AI is good for Microsoft. I know Google has their own. Facebook's releasing their own. This just seems like, oh, I got to get in the AI game, throw a billion dollars at it, put this piece of shit thing out and it'll be funny, but it's and it praises Elon Musk. So to, it, whenever you ask for advice, it always like praises Elon Musk. So it's kind of creepy, but we're not talking about that. Sam Altman out. But again, moving on, some lady died from a Panera Bread Lemonade. So if you're not following this, if you haven't heard about this, Panera, which sucks, (laughs) it's plastic, it's expensive plastic food. I think they have good soup, but I'm not a soup guy. I've only went there a handful of times. And the one time we went, first time I went, I was with my neighbor and he said, we got to go to Panera. And this is back when, uh, you know, you were doing some extracurricular things, you know, as as young kids do. And he's like, yeah, we got to go to Panera. He's like, watch this. And the only reason we went to Panera's is so when he ordered, he can put his name in as Beetlesworth. I don't know why, but they started yelling Beetlesworth and he didn't answer for like two minutes while they just kept yelling Beetlesworth out. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I'm like, oh, this food's good, but it's not like $13.50 for a fucking sandwich good. Like it's it's really not that good. But this lady, Sarah Katz, 21-year-old University of Pennsylvania student filed a police report, filed a lawsuit against Panera following the death of following her death after consuming a Panera charged lemonade. The beverage is known for its high caffeine content, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's not that much. It's a, it's a lot for if it's it's a lot if you don't know that it's fucking caffeinated. However, the amount I'm about to say is about a third of what I have every morning. So it's in between 260 and 390 milligrams. That's about half of what I have in the morning. In the morning, I get around 600 calories in, give or take. It's usually on the take side or the give side, whatever's more. And what happened was she drank this thing and she had a pre-existing heart condition, which was long QT type one syndrome, whatever that is. And she was unaware of how much caffeine was in it. I think she assumed that there was caffeine, but I guess it wasn't clearly labeled or anything. And she wasn't supposed to drink like Red Bulls or Monsters because those have fuck tons of caffeine in it. And uh, she ended up having a heart attack and dying. So I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to smile about it. It just seems like a shitty way to go. You're enjoying a lemonade. I'm sure it probably tastes good too. And uh, they said it was not advertised as an energy drink. Rather, it was advertised as a plant-based and clean drink. So they hired a lawyer. Her family hired a lawyer suing Panera. And they'll probably win because it wasn't clearly labeled like, hey, this has fucking 400 grams of mill- 400 milligrams of caffeine in it. Be careful. Then, yeah, it's going to be a little lawsuit. But it's also one of those things like McDonald's got sued for it. And this is why there's weird labels on everything. The, what is it? Not libel. Um, libel's when you talk shit. Um, product liability law. There's another word for it, but it's when something's not officially labeled. It's like when you see a lab- when you see a uh, tort. That's what it is. 
tort t-o-r-t um it's when you see like the iron right you buy an iron from the store like an, something to iron your clothes with and it has like don't use on hair something like that or like don't apply to the bathtub one of those things because someone did it hurt themselves and said it was never clearly labeled that i shouldn't do that so you see a lot of weird shit mcdonald's got sued with this because a lady got a cup of coffee from mcdonald's when it got handed to her it slipped fell in between her legs and gave her like third degree burns all over her like midsection like but it wasn't just like a little blister or anything this thing fucking cooked like it was fucking burning so she sued McDonald's and won because it wasn't clearly labeled what the temperature was and that it's extremely hot. It just said it was like coffee. And like you're supposed to assume that coffee's hot, but it wasn't clearly labeled. So now there's that's why you see like weird and sometimes nonsensical labels on things because shit like this happens where it's not clearly labeled. Someone gets hurt, someone dies, an injury happens, something happens, and then they're like, well, it wasn't clear. It's It never said I couldn't stick a toaster in the oven or the microwave. It never said I couldn't stick a toaster in the bathtub. So I was in the bathtub and I was like, I want some toast. So I brought the toaster over and it fell in and now I got electrocuted. You know, there's that's what it that's what those things are there for. So you always see like dumb shit like hair dye, like don't drink. It's like obviously, but it's not obvious because someone probably does it. And I'm sure that there's a group of people, and I don't know if this was made up when I used to be in criminal justice, when I used to take criminal justice courses. I don't know if this was just made up, but our professor who was a lawyer would always say, like, there's people dedicated to finding these lawsuits out. And I know like a good one is slipping on ice or slipping on water in or in a store or around the store property because they have to clearly label the floor is wet so if like the, the wet floor sign isn't around you can bust ass and it's, if it's not there it's not there and all you gotta do is like oh my back hurts my neck hurts and you get they usually just pay out what the fuck here's ten thousand dollars go away i mean obviously if you get really hurt you get really hurt but it sucks that this girl died from it. They're definitely going to get money out of it. Panera is definitely going to pay it to get rid of it because it's so it's out of the news. But that would suck. I'm sure the lemonade's really good, but 260 to 390 milligrams of caffeine is that's more, well more than they advertise you should take. But if I had a heart condition where I couldn't drink that amount of caffeine, I'd have a big problem because I wake up and I get about 600 milligrams in the system and then at lunchtime another 200 250 sometimes three you know you got to keep that engine humming so we're moving on we got a video here for everybody while i pull it up so congress has been doing congress things they're having meetings and they've been meeting with teamsters union in congress and i don't really know what what uh what committee this is it's headed up by bernie sanders so i'm assuming it has to do something with unions or workers because that's what he does that's his thing so i'm assuming it's along those lines but apparently the senator that's on this committee has a problem with the head of the teamsters and the head of the teamsters is looks like a guy you don't want to fuck with he looks like he would be a hitman in a movie and he's got a i think it's a boston accent or a philly accent he's got some kind of accent where you're like oh i don't want to fuck with that guy plus he's like a blue collar guy you know like these are guys you don't want to met there are a lot of road people you know, they probably killed a few bodies and just kept it moving on the highway. These are the kind of people you don't want to fuck with. So they're in this committee meeting and this senator has it out for him. He calls him right out. So we're going to get this video up and running. In fact, if you want, sir, if you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. 
If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and that's you have I don't like you because you just described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All right. Make your statement. Then let's do this. Because I did challenge you, and I accepted your challenge, and you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. No, I was no, no, you no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, no, acting no, no. like a 12-year-old schoolyard bully. You want to run your mouth? So you can see it got a little heated, right? <laughs> and it goes. It keeps going. So we're going to... Hold it. Answer the question. All right. You all want... In fact, he, he made a lot of states, right? And his statement's fiction. Fiction? I read them. Can you... What? Hold, answer the question. I can't understand him, to be honest. Hold it. This is the best the part. Question. This is the best exchange when... He, like, when you do that... You do that shit in like third grade. You do it to your brother when you're pissing them off or your sibling when you're pissing them off. You do it knowing damn well what you're doing. This guy is a the head of the Teamsters Union, Mr. O'Brien. He's an Irishman. You can tell by his accent. He's not there to fuck around. You know, he's a he's a proud, hard worker. And for some reason, him and the senator have it in with each other. So listen to what he does. You heard it the first time. I'm going to play it again. He does that shit too when he starts talking. And that's what it sounds like too. All right, y'all want, in fact, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction? I read them. Can you what? Hold, answer the question, please. I can't understand him, to be honest with you. All right. Hold it. Answer Listen to it again. All right, y'all want, in fact, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction? I read them. Can you Best. Fiction, I read them. Can you hear What? I'll answer the question. Can you hear What? I'll answer the question. Can you hear What? I'll answer. Can you hear What? Can you hear What? Can you hear What? Can you hear What? Can you hear so if you do that to somebody, you're going to you want to fight like that's you're fighting or you're going to take the L. There's no way. Whatever the senator said after this, which, again, we're not going to play because no one's going to care because this guy just went rah, 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 to a senator and then just everyone in the background laughed. You can't really hear it. You might hear some chuckles, but in the background, you hear the people laughing at him. And these guys like this guy, he's a UPS driver. There's a truck driver. They laugh at him. So like now everyone's laughing at the senator, you know, like he's a professional guy and it's extremely unprofessional, but it's funny. Like this is not what's supposed to happen in the Senate. You're supposed to go to the Senate and be like respectful. You're talking to senators, you know, this and that. And this guy's just, they're going, they're ready to fight. Like they stood up ready to go for each other. So this was the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee. It was the Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. His first, his first name is Mark Wayne. That's crazy. Mark Wayne Mullen and Teamsters President Sean O'Brien. Mullen read a critical post of O'Brien made about him on social media, then challenged O'Brien to fight him during the hearing. The situation escalated as both men prepared to confront each other physically. Senator Bernie Sanders, who you hear in the background yelling everyone to calm down, he's the fucking chairperson, intervenes. He's yelling like an old man on his porch urging Mullen to remember his role as a U.S. senator and to maintain decorum. Senators in- Sanders's intervention effectively de-escalates the situation, although some verbal jabs continue between Mullen and O'Brien. So this is the U.S. Senate at work right now. But like I said, it's the Teamsters Union guy. This guy don't fuck around. He's a blue collar truck driving type. You know, he's a, he's a lot of a lot of around around a lot of hammerheads. And for you don't know what a hammerhead is, I'm going to explain it to you. So a hammerhead are the kind of people you see in like 7-Eleven gas stations, um, they frequent happy hours. They're not bad people at all. Probably the hardest workers there are, HVAC. But you always see these people in like 7-Elevens and they got like a Carhartt, jeans, uh, 
probably ripping a heater and they're getting their coffee for the day. And they love to like, they have like really, they usually have like thick accents from wherever they're from. And like, oh, how about that? How about that Yankee game last night, brother? Like that. Like they speak like that. They're very like, and it's just like, all right, see you later. Got to hit the, got to hit the road. Got to get on the road today. One of them, the hammerheads, you know, that's what I, I don't know why I've, I've called them that for so long. I'm like, that's why I did, like they're hammerheads. I don't know why I heard it once and it stuck with me. And I know exactly what that meant when someone called one of those people a hammerhead. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad connotation. Like it's not a bad thing. Like it means you're a hard worker and you know what you're doing. But I've, and you know, if you're, if you've ever been to 7 Eleven before 6 a.m., you know exactly the type of person I'm thinking of. Or if you're just one of these people, you know, like you have small talk with the same group that's there at 5 30 in the morning on a, at 7 Eleven or 5 a.m. on it during the week because they're nine to five guys too. And, or women, I guess, could be a hammerhead. And it's just like right before you start your day, you get your coffee, you stand outside of 7 Eleven and you just bullshit about the news real quick and you hit the road. You know, you bet you're on the road, you're out of there. It's like, all right, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow there, Jake. And you're out the door. So that's what this O'Brien guy is, the Teamsters Union guy is. He's a hammerhead and he's going to be a senator who's probably a geek. You know, he's probably a little nerd. Probably does. He, I mean, Senator Mullen does look a little jacked through his suit and he was ready to go. He was taking the ring off. He was climbing over. He was ready to go. But I got money on the blue collar guy, man. This guy probably killed somebody back in his day. Back when he was a driver. I mean, that's reckless to say, but he probably slaughtered somebody and just got back on the road, kept it moving. He probably transported bodies in the freezer rig. So wouldn't fuck with the Teamsters guy. I got Teamsters on that one, beating up a senator because senators are soft, man. They're pencil pushers. You know, they're, they're not out there putting their hand in the dirt like us men do, as blue collar guys do. But anyway, speaking of blue collar, which is this isn't a transition to anything. I figured I'd tell a good anecdote. Not even an anecdote, a good story. A big story time. Because the other day, while we're at work, uh, I think it was Wednesday, and it's like fucking 3.15. Everyone's exhausted. There's nothing going on. There's no tickets in our queue. Everything we could do, we've done. And we're just kind of sitting around. And all right, so this is what... I was going to play trivia. So I'm like, all right, let's play trivia. I go to pull it up, and ChatGPT, I was using the entire day to do work, and I was at my limit for the day. Or the for the... You can only do so much... You can only put in so many questions and res- like work with it for so long before it's like, all right, you use it too much. You have to wait a certain amount of time. It's usually like, I think it's like 25 or 30 prompts in a certain amount of time. And I was building this new thing for the unit. It's great, by the way. And I hit my allotted time. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But they were all expecting to go home early because of that. So I'm like, all right, everyone can leave early. Let's go. So they all leave, right? And they did rush the fuck out of there. And when they left, I went around because I noticed they didn't do anything. I noticed like they they took the garbage out. They didn't check to see if the vault was locked. They just assumed it was. They didn't turn off the lights in the bathroom. They didn't check the bathroom to see if there was like, you know, the garbage was overflowing or anything. So one of them, like obviously, whoever's who, whoever has ever left work early knows that when you get that as a reward, you have to make sure everything's at least done, you know, so you don't get that privilege taken away again. So they know better. It's just that it was kind of spur of the moment and they got excited and they all left. So they check, I check all these things. I'm like, these fuckers. But the most egregious thing happened was that one of the guys who sits, I'm in my office and he sits right behind the office. Like we have a little fucking, it's like a paper thin wall between each other. He left his space heater on under his desk. So a couple things wrong there. 
A, you're not supposed to have your space heater under the desk. I do. We've all done it. It makes it so much better. The desk is warm itself, which is a clear fire hazard, but the desk warms up. So like where you're resting your forearms when you're typing, it's warm. Everything's warm and the heat's coming out of it too for like from under. So it's warming like your legs up. You know, it's really comfortable. So he left his aunt plugged in on and under his desk and he's of his desk is a disaster so he's got wires everywhere he's got his laptop he's got shit all over the place garbage like he's a slop he's a programmer so those are they're a different breed the programmers either they're really neat or they're really sloppy and he's the sloppy version of that so i'm like this fucking asshole so i unplug everything i went to his power strip and i just ripped everything out and i put it on top of his desk i was livid i was actually really upset because i was like yeah i just let these guys leave early like come on like they couldn't have just checked to see if space heaters were left on so we leave and or i leave at this point i lock up i'm like what should i do i got to do something about it i don't want to give him paperwork because it's not really one of those things you should get paperwork for but i got to make a i got to make a stand man i got to draw a line somewhere you know i can't just let this slide not that he'd do it again it's that if i did leave and this was a fire it would be on my ass and they'd be like why was the space heater left in left why was it under the desk why was it left plugged in all this stuff and it's like oh because i left i let them leave early and then i'm in trouble so i was like i got to do something but this story isn't really about that anyway i ask him the next day about it and he lies right to my face while he's about to start lying i was like don't fucking lie like he's because i know he's he his he doesn't lie he just doesn't tell you the truth if that makes sense so i'm like did you leave your space heater on under your desk and he's like um well uh and then i was like nope don't lie there's only one answer and he's like yes I was like, see, that's not that hard. Like, that's all I was looking for. Like, I'm not, I'm upset with you, but I'm not going to do anything. Like, it's fine. Just don't lie about it. Like, I knew you did. And I was testing you to see if you were going to lie about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, this happened, this happened. I'm like, you don't need to make excuses. Like, it's your fault. No matter what the excuse is, it's still your fault. Like, I let you guys leave early and it's you. this is one of the things you need to do before you leave. It's like, this has been going on. He's been at the space for like three years. So I'm like, you know what to do when you leave. Like, it's it happens though. Shit happens. Anyway, so it got got me thinking about lying. And there's one time when I was younger, it was the first time I remember getting caught for lying by Linda. Linda's my mother. The first time the golden child got in like real trouble. And I'm pretty sure I've been in trouble before that. I don't know if this, this was around, I'm not going to say the year because it doesn't really matter, but there was about three or four instances around this time where I was in trouble with either my mom or dad. But I remember this one was like the most egregious because I got grounded and I never got grounded. Like Matt got grounded. Andrew got grounded. I never got grounded. I was always like slap on the wrist or like laugh it off. So after school, everyone rides their bikes together, right? You You meet up with your bike gang and you ride around, you do hood rat shit. You know, you kick over fucking signs and you go in the woods, you ride on trails and all this stuff. So we did that. And the one day, the previous day of me lying, we went into the woods and we came back smelling like cigarettes because there was for some reason at the time, I don't know how old this dude was, but he was like someone's older brother. He was riding a quad. He always used to like launch off the jumps that people made. Like he was kind of a wild card. He smoked a shitload of cigarettes too. Like we were probably eight, nine, 10 around there. This dude looked like he was like 20 years old, but he apparently he was only like 14 or 15. So I don't know. And he didn't go to our school. He lived like right on the opposite, right on the border. So we went to the other school. So we never saw him other than in the woods. And he was kind of wild card, but he smoked cigarettes a lot. So the one day we came home and we smelled like cigs. Me, Spesh, my neighbor. We came in and my mom was like, were you smoking cigs? We're like, nah. And he's like, she's like, you smell like cigarettes. And I was like, no, we didn't smoke. We were in the woods though. And this guy was smoking like, you know, 
we're trying to save our asses, which was the case. She's like, are you not allowed to go to the woods anymore? I'm like, come on, mom. She's like, no, seriously, you're not allowed to go in the woods anymore. I don't want you over there. Like, I don't know who this person is. There's smoking cigs. You're a kid. You shouldn't be around that. Don't go in the woods anymore. You're not allowed to go in those woods. I'm like, all right, whatever. The next day I go in the woods. (laughs) The next day I ride my bike down, go into the woods. What my mom did, which was genius because she knew exactly when I would get home because I got home the same time every day. She got home from work at like 530. And that's when I would get home from work from riding my bike because it gets dark at like 545, 6 at this time. So she knew exactly when I would get home. And she also knew the route I would be taking home if I went into those woods. So what she did was drive over to that area. She didn't park and wait, but she drove by at the perfect time to see me coming out of the woods and me not noticing her following me. So she followed me all the way the fuck home, like literally saw me come out of the woods, ride home for 10 minutes and was behind me the entire time. I had no idea she was behind me. Zero. Zilch. Had no idea. I thought I timed it perfectly that I got home the exact same time as her. I got off my bike. I put it in the garage, took my helmet off. I come out. Hey, mom, Like, how's it going? She's like, oh, hey, sweetie, I'm going to ask you this once. I was like, what? She's like, did you go in those woods today? And I didn't even hesitate. No. She said, you're lying. You're grounded for two weeks. I literally just saw you. I followed you home and you just lied to me. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm screaming. I was like, that wasn't it. She's like, I fucking saw you come out of the woods. Like, I didn't just see you around that area. Like, I saw you. I was saw you the entire time. I've been following you for the last 10 minutes. And I was like, fuck, red handed. So I you know I threw a fit, whatever. But that was like the first time I got caught lying. So I was grounded. That was like a Wednesday. I was grounded that Thursday. I was supposed to be for two weeks. So it was definitely that weekend I couldn't go out. I mean, I still snuck out a little bit here and there, you know, before she got home from work. You know what I'm saying? You know, take the bike out before she gets home, put the bike back where she got it from. Don't go anywhere she could be driving home from early, you know, and then, uh, you know, go from there. But I remember after it was all done and like, I think it was after dinner that night, she was like, I wasn't upset that you went into the woods because I know you're not going to do any hood rat shit. Like, I, I know you're not smoking cigs. Like, I know you and you and Eddie and Chris because it was like the whole neighborhood kids. I know you guys were all like watching each other's backs and stuff. She's like, I was upset that you lied to me. She's like, if you would have just said, yes, I was in the woods, I would have been upset, but I would have been like, all right, I told you not to go there. And it would have been different. She's like, but you blatantly lied to me. Like you lied straight to my face. And I was like, fuck, you caught me. Like, that's what you were mad about. I should have just told, I should have just told the truth. Excuse me. So I was like, man, she did get, because like, again, she wasn't upset that I went into the woods. She was upset that I just lied straight to her face. And it wasn't like I beat around the bush. Like I blatantly, no, she's like, you're fucking lying. Like she didn't hit me. She didn't do anything. She wasn't anything like that. She was just like, no, you're lying. I'm really disappointed that you lied to me. And then she explained, she's like, if you would have just told the truth, I would have been upset and pissed off, but I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have grounded you in this and that. So I was like, all right, well, lesson learned. And I try to tell these people, these people, the people I work with, my colleagues, and it was kind of told to me when I joined the military too, when I was a younger airman, it's like, just don't lie to me. Like I'm your supervisor, just don't lie. Because if you lie, then we got to figure out we're fixing a problem that's not actually the problem. You know, like if you tell me the truth, like I did fuck this up, then we have to just fix that fuck up. But if you lie about it, then I have to call somebody else that you're blaming it on or not fix the initial problem because you're like, you're not, you're afraid to tell me what you actually did. And this fucker was about to lie about the space heater. And I was like, bro, just don't lie. And he's like, no, I did it. Sorry. And this and that. Then he also tried to give me excuses afterwards. So I guess the lesson here, and we're going to bring it full circle, is try to avoid lying when you can. You know, you can always tell the white lie, like, how was this dinner I just made? I was experimenting. I do this with my mom all the time. Whenever my mom says, I'm experimenting, it's a cereal, it's a cereal night, or it's like, I got to go to the store real quick and you go to Wendy's or something. Because usually the experiment is like two nights of leftovers added to the third night of something she didn't really want to make. Like, so it's, let's just say we have 
<laughs> one night she makes hot dogs, hot dogs and hamburgers, right? And there's hot dogs left over. She doesn't throw them out. I mean, she usually she'd give them to the dog, but let's just say she doesn't. She saves them. And then the second night she makes chili and there's always chili left over. There's always, there's always chili left over in my house. It's always in the freezer. She freezes it or something. But then the third night she's like, these fuckers didn't eat the hot dogs or the chili. So we're going to experiment tonight. And all that means is she's going to make pasta or rice and then put those hot dogs and chili over that. And we're going to have that, which is good. You know, it's not bad. It's just not, sometimes it's the experiment goes awry and it's some shit you didn't sign up for. Like she's like, oh, well, I have this leftover seafood or like leftover tuna that's been sitting in there for like three days. And you're like, I'm not eating that shit, but you're nice to her. How was it? Oh, it was great, mom. I'm just going to go to the store real quick. And then you go get some neat from there. Or you wait till she goes upstairs and you eat again because you can tell some white lies, make people feel a little better. But when it's something that you actually have to tell the truth about, like, yeah, sorry, uh, that did happen. I did leave the space heater on or, you know, I did go in the woods when I was a child and lied straight to your face about it. It's easier than just trying to make up a story and continue to tell the story over and over again. So that's the lesson for today. <laughs> I don't know why it turned into like a lesson, but I guess the lesson is, yeah, if you're going to lie, make make someone feel good about it at least. Don't lie about big things, I guess, because the bigger lies, small lies turn into big lies. Big lies sink ships. Loose lips sink ships, which doesn't apply here. Anyway, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We've been talking way, way too long. So we're going to roll. Uh, we're going to get the, the clips going, the video out, and uh, we'll go from there. So GG's, and we'll see you when we see you.